the Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. What up? And Forrest. Howdy. Hello, boys. Hello. How are you? Good. Um, It's good to hear your voice, Seth. I was wondering if we had lost you to the great unknown, and now here you are, back. It's true. How did your multi-dimensional journey through the other worlds go last week? Oh, it was fine. Yeah? Would you believe I still ended up trapped in a superstructure? (laughs) Yeah, I... I could believe it, yeah. What is life without being trapped in the superstructure? <laughs> um, Actually, that makes me think. I watched this video on YouTube today <laughs> that was okay. like it was it was a video purporting to show what like three D spaces would look like in various types of geometries, so like spherical geometry and Euclidean and. <laughs> Hyperbolic geometry. Okay. Uh, it makes super me sick structure, it. if you will. Uh, yeah, there's different kinds of superstructures, but watching it, my brain was not able to comprehend, and I was getting sick. And I don't oh know why God. I kept watching it. It was neat, though. But that's what it was like as I was drifting through the Cosmos. chasms of the great unknown. Yeah. You were unlocking forbidden knowledge, and I, I'm, I worry for you. You were probably getting sick because of, like, weakening the temporal walls between you and that's true reality. Um, be careful doing that, please. I don't want you to slip away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't want to be like that one Animorphs book where they turned into ants and. Suffered ego death as they became became part of a hive mind. <laughs> Those Man, books are you, insane. I'm sad that I missed out not, on them as a kid. If you are not part of our Discord, some of the random stuff that I throw into there that I find on the internet, there's a great thread I threw into our nonsense channel of like the craziest thing that happens in every Animorphs book. And that thread was fascinating. Uh, I yeah, remember, I wish I I wish I had kept reading them as a child. I don't remember how far I got in, but I never actually finished them. I never read them at all because I always thought the covers looked so stupid. Oh, in that's that, brutal. Like, unfortunately, this definitely was a case of judging a book by its cover, and I <laughs> <laughs> it really just made me not care about the series. But then I hear about all these crazy things now, and I'm like, dude. I would have been a completely different person if I read those books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, after reading all the insane facts, I decided I, I'm i 99% sure I got somewhere in the mid-30s of those books. Oh, wow. Which is crazy because I got almost there. Yeah. Uh, but my library in school had all of them. Where's our Animorphs not, not video anymore. game? <laughs> okay. We, yeah. yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, definitely not books about uh, the you know actual child, thinking. child soldiers and the realities yeah. of war of war. Um, so uh, let's actually talk about a video game that uh, child soldiers is definitely part of it. Uh, I am playing. I am a little bit further in Fire Emblem. Well, you know it's not Fire Emblem without, without child, child soldiers. soldiers. Oh, yeah. buddy, I know and. Um, that's just, I'm they really, should just change the name to that. Yeah. 
<laughs> At least in this one, some of the children are ghosts. Uh, I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but it, <laughs> that's clear what the emblems <laughs> yeah. actually are. Yeah, uh, but I am one of them. Uh, definitely is a ghost. I think they're all ghosts. Again, it's know. unclear. That's, they seem they're. <laughs> I don't know, but there is at least one of them that refers to his death, his own death. Oh wow! About oh my how gosh. he left his son behind. I have not gotten that far. You, I mean, you probably did. It was in one of like the early chapters. I'm like only four chapters in. I mean, yeah, it was like right after. Man, this is someone dies early on. Oh, okay. Uh, so I I'm still in the midst of that. Okay, um, man. Like I said, I've played three different games this week, and I was about to touch on that. Uh, and I've played a decent chunk of, or enough of all three to get a good grasp. Or I was changing my my thought process. Uh, um, so I've played a, a a good chunk of Fire Emblem. I enjoy it. I'm actually more hooked on that than anything else I'm playing right now. Mm. Uh, so that's really going to grab my attention and kind of keep running with it. I think um, I'm I'm loving the the vibes of the the fact that all the conversations are short. They're like yeah. Uh, brief. You just, you just breeze through everything. Yeah, I'm not it's nice getting to, to the next next segment. Exactly. I'm not having to worry about remembering f- something f- 15 lines of dialogue ago and stuff like that. Uh, as much as I did like Three Houses, I feel like every time I talk about this game, I'm going to have to reiterate that I liked Three Houses. I just also, but it was a book. It was a book, yeah. and I like a tome. Even <laughs> I like one of those this. tomes from that you find in the random houses in Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> and I like this version of Fire Emblem more. I find the merit in the Three Houses version, and I like it. But this is my Fire Emblem that I know and love. Mm. Um, I would like to say I kind of hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why? Um, what what makes you hate it? Well, just all the characters and the designs and the names. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, so do you just like voices. hate Fire Emblem in general then? Because like half of these characters are previous Fire Emblem characters. Well, I like all of them. <laughs> I see. I see. Uh, all of the original characters in this game kind of suck. Um, I just uh, think so far they're very one anyway, note. Uh, they all. For them, by and large, all have are terribly over designed, which I which is kind of funny coming off of Three Houses, where for half of that game everyone had the exact same costume. That's kind of um, what I like about them is that it's also extra. But okay, keep going, keep going. Um, yeah, I just sort of don't like any of them. But I, I, I like I'm really enjoying the actual gameplay of it, like the the actual battles. But man, yeah, the like battles I have no connection. Yeah. I don't really care about any of the characters. Um, and a lot of them are just kind of annoying to talk to, and all of the kind of extra stuff of running around and the somnial and is is it feels really tedious. 
but I know I have to do it to make characters worth using. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just and I think the story is kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> because it, I mean, all Fire Emblem games generally have something to do with an evil dragon and somebody um, <laughs> trying to take over the world who's possessed by somebody else. And you going um, on a quest to get objects But they really of power, hammer probably. you over the head with it right at the beginning of this game. And also the fact that you're basically these people's god is... It makes all of the character interactions really off-putting to me. Yeah. Also the fact, why can't why do they have to let you choose a name? Why can't they just give the character a canon name and record the but voice of other people saying that instead know, of everyone calling him the Divine Dragon? But it's every it's every Fire Emblem, though. Like, that's the annoying thing. No, Maybe. That's, that's every Fire Emblem since Awakening, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, since okay. voice acting became a major thing. But was was there voice acting in, like, Radiant Dawn in those games? I don't recall. I never. I can't them. remember. I don't think there was. I um, really. But regardless, can't. all of those characters had their own names. Um, and even in like Awakening, you weren't the player character, or rather the um, player created character, wasn't like the main character of the game. Yeah. Um, and didn't have this ridiculous title that you kept were that that they were referred to all the time. Um, they mostly just called him like you, rather than the divine dragon. And every time uh, he, every time Alir introduces himself, it's like, oh hi, I'm the divine dragon. Um, it's just I hi, hate it. I'm I hate the president. It. I oh my gosh, so Mr. President! Right. <laughs> But when everyone knows his name, but no, it's like no one is allowed to say it. Yeah, I just I, hate it so much. It was one thing I didn't. I don't know that playing this game has reminded me a lot of what I liked about the earlier Fire Emblems, where there was no player created character, um, and at the at at the most, you were like an unseen. Uh, tactician, tactician, yeah. Who was sometimes referred to, um, but like the dialogue took place between other characters. Yeah. Ugh, I just, I like, I really enjoy the gameplay. Um, I think that I, I like that the a lot of the classical, um, like unit types. And the weapon triangle is back. Um, I like that they brought back like the constraints of, you know, not allowing every character to be every class and get every ability. Um, I, I and you know I've had a, a I've, I haven't really liked the ability system that Fire Emblem has sort of adopted since Awakening. Um, but I like how it's implemented here with the. The emblems, um, I think it's cool, like, seeing all those characters and all the little, uh, um, what's the word, the, the fan service stuff they, they put in, like, calling back to those games for people who have played them. There's, like, little 
tidbits here and there. Um, but yeah. it's just like it. I just, all of the. <laughs> I just hate the story and all of the characters. <laughs> yeah, and with a case like this, where not the player all them, character, uh, there are some that. I met recently that are designed more in the vein of classic Fire Emblem characters and actually act like characters from classic Fire Emblem games. Yeah. And I kind of, and I kind of appreciate, I, I think Alir is also over-designed. Uh, oh, absolutely. Before. But I do kind of appreciate his characterization in that he's completely, he wakes up with like no memory and everything that happens. He's like, what the heck is going on? So the yeah, people are insane. Like that's I the can thing that I was that about it. trying to get at is that like, he has a clear like arc that is going to be told with a very clear, he has very clear, straightforward characterization. There's not any dialogue options to choose for a Lear. Like, so why does the game not just so like so completely solidify the player character as right. just a leer like there's just no need the for character. us to yeah, yeah there's no need, need to, to have us him exactly because we're not making any choices that change any characterization for a leer other than who to give horse manure to <laughs> i have not done that specific thing yet but i, I am actually curious to see because it just seems rude like, <laughs> i know and i don't want to be a rude guy that i personally that I want. dislike enough to want um, to give them horse manure i would say the um, out of the twins that you meet in oh like God. right in the beginning of the game uh the it's sister like the i would give her horse manure possible. absolutely the the brother only gets a pass because he's voiced by the guy who voices deku and my hero like <laughs> Why he gets a pass the for that two? terrible I, designs they i think maybe these, they have these weird <laughs> designs in game and then they look like pokemon characters and those yeah, two and, specifically and then when you're in the tower they're all of a sudden wearing like streetwear like from oh, yeah Fall world like where are you getting these jackets and hats? I don't yeah, understand. No one in the Somniel, they like have like a, a an entirely different wardrobe. Like every character does, it, it has no explanation. Like I'm okay with it. I like seeing characters in different designs. Show me a little more about them. Yeah, and I hate through a lot these of visuals designs too. <laughs> I think that I mean I'm they're very... just like normal clothes, but I I can't. I can't. It's just ah. I think because I'm not playing with sound on, I'm I'm better off. I'm not hearing them talk as much, and maybe it's not being as a, a, annoying to me. That's not a bad way to go yeah, about it. That's, that's probably part of it. Um, there's definitely some voice direction that I'm like, what? Like the the archer girl that you meet early on, who is who looks like this tiny woman, tiny girl, and has the deepest woman voice out of anyone and it, it really her her characterization's weird I don't well, know I, it's just <clears throat> it's uh, like I said I'm enjoying playing it outside of everything that has to do with characters yeah I like I said last week I think the battles are super great uh, and at least like 
probably uh, uh, to touch on my other point, uh, when I am tasked with walking around and talking to people, it's pretty quick. Um, the cutscenes are quick. pretty like long, it doesn't though. take a it doesn't take very long to do it, but it's just like why is it there? What is the purpose of it? Like I get Does, that you can you can get rewards from people based on how useful they were in battle, but just do that stuff automatically. Why do I have to walk around this stupid map and individually go up to people? Just like give me all of that stuff and let me move on. I think that it's trying to appease to the people that liked the social aspect of three houses possibly. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what it's doing. But it's nowhere near what was present in that game. Or even what was present in in Three Fates. Or Three Hopes. What was was the Warriors? I I forgot that game came out. I forgot there was a... I know, you liked it a lot. The first one was not good, and so I kind of wrote off the the, the second one. I saw this... terrible list online the other day it was like all of the fire emblem protagonists ranked and at like number three they had the the i guess the protagonist from the first warriors game and that made me so mad (laughs) yeah that's i i hate it i didn't like that game jeez i don't like it i actually Hilariously, I still have it. Only because, Mm. like, two months after launch, so many people traded it in that GameStop stopped taking it. So they don't take that game. Interesting. So I I have it purely because you could not. I can't trade it it in. Yeah, I can't trade it in. It's crazy. There are people who think that that game was better than like Hard Warriors. And even the age of calamity, and I'm just like, they're broken the people. <laughs> they're broken people. This game is terrible. Absolutely awful. Uh, yeah, I don't get that at all. Um, <clears throat> man, Warriors games teeter on the edge of they do. Qual- of yeah, but of like being good or being true. bad. I get I think that. that the, I think modern Warriors games are generally. They there is a a higher floor of quality than maybe back in the the early days um, when they first started doing like the third party collabs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that game was it was just boring. It, I mean, we don't need to relitigate it. Uh, right. It was not good. Um, and yeah, those those, those twins again, terrible <laughs> designs and not yeah. This game so is doing what that game was trying to do, but a lot more uh, in a lot m- more interesting way, with all of <laughs> the characters from the different games coming together. Yeah. Um. So I've been playing that. I've also been playing Dead Space remake, and uh, this will be the last time you hear me talk about it. I'm still going to play it. Okay. But um it's not it's not different. Like it's the same game. So like it feels weird to talk about that game 
again. Like it, it's not like when I decided to talk about playing The Last of Us with everyone, where like uh, part of that journey was I hadn't made it past a certain point of that game. Yeah, um, and I had my own contentions with the franchise as is. Um, and maybe I'll come back around to it when I've beaten it, but I am going to beat it. Uh, but it just is the same game. It's, I mean, it's, I don't think it's bad. Um, it, it's wild to play through something that is just a much prettier high res version of the first game that I've played. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like anything new. No. You know, um, so that's not the, exciting. The only thing new, I think, is actually kind of a knock against it. Uh, if you ask me, in the original Dead Space, Isaac Clark doesn't say a word <laughs> in the entire game. And he just grunts. Um, and then that adds a sort of atmospheric pressure in that your character isn't talking to react to situations around them. And in this one, Isaac talks. And I think that takes away from some of the, the mm. horror in I my could, opinion okay I I could agree on seeing how it takes away from the horror but from just regular conversations though to me it always felt so awkward that people would be talking to Isaac and he's just let me tell you the lines that they've written for his reactions you might as well have had you might as well have had not, nothing not talking. it yeah. would have been better is off he, is I'm, he throwing quips around like Spider-Man not a lot, but there are like vocal reactions that's like, this is okay. Yeah. You know, um, or he's like, I have to remember that's there or something like that. Doesn't work. Hopefully, hopefully it works out a little better as the game goes on. Then I, from what I hear, like I, so I know it's the same voice actor as who they had for two and three. Right. Originally. So, it kind of sets Dead Space One now kind of more in line with two Those, and three yeah. because of and, this, and also it it opens up the conversation a lot earlier in the game um, about the Unitarian Church because yeah. you find a data pad in the beginning that gives you this huge lore dump that never happened in the first game about Isaac's parents and the Unitarian Church. Oh, and it's like. All right, thanks for this book. Like, it's like multiple paragraphs long of a text file. And it's like, you weren't in the original game, but cool. I'll take it. Yeah. You felt that you felt the need to add this huge flavor text at the beginning. Um, but man, it is a absolutely beautiful game. Uh, very visceral and bloody and, um, horrifying in a lot of the right ways. Um, there's still nothing more terrifying in that game than just random steam blasts uh, that <laughs> aren't actually an enemy. It's just steam and it, it gets you. Um, I love it. But it's, you know, I, I it's hard to justify, you know, it's the same thing every week or like it's the same thing. It's, yeah. it's not a, if something new, if I come across something that like blows me away, I'll talk about it. Um, but it's it's great. I, I recommend people play it if they haven't played the first one, actually, because this is the definitive way 
Um, and it's going to lead to me end up playing Dead Space 2 and 3 probably because oh, I actually sure. have never played those. Mm. Um, I only ever played the first Dead Space. And then I stopped playing horror games. Like straight up, I I played Dead Space 1 and like you were 2000. So I, I, Seth, I've told you this story before. <laughs> I played Dead Space 1 and was like, I love this game. And then I played Dead Space 2 with gaming headphones on. <laughs> Horrible idea. And a, a, an enemy dropped from the ceiling and it was really loud. And I threw my headphones <laughs> and my controller against the wall all in one swoop to get it off my head. And then I never played it again. And uh, I didn't play another horror game. I hand to my heart. I did play PT until, until village. so that PT kind of counts, but I did not play another horror game until Resident Evil Seven. Wow! Like I just um, <laughs> that's wait, traumatizing. Seven, Resident Evil se- yeah, yeah Seven yeah um, that's traumatizing. It was horrific to me. Like it scared me so bad. That's like what happened to me during <clears throat> Resident Evil Two Remake. Um, when Mr. X came bursting through a wall when it was completely silent and gave me a freaking panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, video games have a way of immersing you to where they can really scare you. And I never, I never played PT myself. Yeah. I sat in the room while someone played PT. Same. And I think I also sat in the room while Seth played PT. Yeah, that didn't last very long. (laughs) Uh, There were parts of PT that that I actively looked away from because I was too scared at the time. And then I also sat in a room while (laughs) Seth played Slenderman back in the day. that was fun. (laughs) That was fun. But I did not play it. I could not. I would have died. I simply would have died. There's no way. Um, So, uh, but yeah. I assume you're not playing the Dead Space remake with headphones. No, not at all. Good. I will, I will not do it. Um, but I, I am easing my way back into horror games. I'm, I'm back. Uh, it took a decade, though, because that was a horrifying experience for me. It it changed me. Yeah, I, that, I believe some of it. These, some of these games do need to cool it with the way that they use sound because it can make for some legitimately uh, harrowing experiences. Ah, I love it. It gets my adrenaline pumping. It's hard. I mean, yeah, that's it. It does. It, that is its intended purpose, and it does work. But it, it yeah. can make it harder to play the games, especially yeah. with Dead Space, where you hear monsters in the distance, and yeah. you don't know if that means they're coming or if they're just in the distance. You hear the heartbeat in the suit. It's very malicious in its sound design, and it's very purposeful. And it no like it's like. I know that there's not an AI director for the game with the sound design, yeah. but it is like there is one, and it works. And that's that's why Dead Space has always worked. That game is amazing, and it is also terrifying, <laughs> um, especially because there are enemies that will not choose to aggro you sometimes. They will just walk behind you close enough oh. that when you're in third person, you see them by your shoulder and then you panic and then they aggro you 
It's there, yeah. It is. It's horrible. Entire purpose oh God. is just to scare you rather right. than attack you. It is. I it hate is a that. Scary yeah, game. Smart. yeah, it's uh, a maybe if you think about it like that. They're uh, they're they know they're intentionally like, hey, I'm gonna go scare the crap out of this guy. <laughs> I'm gonna play a prank on and, him. Yeah, and really, they're pranking you. Um, the spot I stopped at was still, and I, Seth, do you have any plan on playing this game? Uh, I would like to. Okay, I'm not going to talk about the sequence then, because I would like for you to experience this blind. Uh, Because it is a sequence where um, you try to do whatever you can to not do what you have to do, but then you you realize you have to do it. And I'll describe it to Forrest because he's trying to think of it later. Yeah. But um, you, like... You come up to a choice, and you have to make a choice, and there is only one solution to the choice, but it is not the comfortable one at all. And, uh, yeah, I want you to get to that on your own free will. You, I don't want you to, to know about it before you get to it. And then my third game is one that you've also played, Seth, so I, I saved it for last so we could easily transition to you and i have been playing hi-fi rush yes and i am two songs two tracks two chapters two two tracks two tracks into it but i am loving it how you've beat it right oh yeah i sat down to play this game and then basically didn't stop until the game was over Nice. Um, you know, this is a, a, a game that came out of nowhere, looked really cool, um, and then turns out it is even cooler than it looked. Um, this game, it, this game was such a joy to play from like start to finish for me. Um, I think I, I just I loved everything about it. Um, the characters, the art. Uh, like the levels, the the actual feel of playing it, it just feels really satisfying um, to hit those beats. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it's I I I absolutely love this game. Um, man, it's it's so good. Um, I, get, I, I I know you guys probably talked about what the premise of it is, but you play we, as you play as Chai, who is this kind of wannabe rock star who, rather than want rather than deciding to put in the work to learn guitar, he instead decides to volunteer for this thing called the Armstrong Project that will give him a robot arm, which I guess he hopes will allow let him play the guitar easier. I don't really know what his thought process is. <laughs> Typical rock um, star mindset. As the game makes clear <laughs> makes clear he doesn't really have a thought process for anything he does. Um he's one of those uh you know, stereotypical idiot protagonists who kind of run headfirst with the uh, blind optimism and often it just works out. 
um, in a way that infuriates and confounds the like all of the other player, all of the other characters in the game. Um, uh, and he's he's really endearing. Uh, the game is it, it. It's kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon. Um, it's just, gosh, it, it, it has so much so much energy. Um, as I was playing it, it, you know, it's it's nothing like this game, but it reminded me so much of Sonic Adventure Two while I was playing it. God bless. And I I I can't quite put it like what it was that that brought that up. Um, there are a couple other things that remind me of. There's this one mission where it it, it gave me really strong Persona Five vibes. Um, for like one specific mission. And I think it's, that has to do a lot with the soundtrack of that mission, which randomly at one point starts sounding like a Mario Kart track, which was real strange. Um, definitely the star of this game is the music. Um, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's an upbeat kind of like, it's just sort of jam session music. Um, and in big boss fights, there will be they have actual licensed tracks that are that they have modified into like sections to fit with what's happening. Um, gosh, it's just so good, man. Um, yeah, I don't it, it, like my my joy is is like so overflowing about this game that I can't really uh, craft thoughts. <laughs> Uh, um, like articulate what it is about the game that I like so much. Yeah, I, I, I come across simple about it too, mainly because there's, uh, it's a simple game at the end of the day. Yeah, it's not um, super complex. It's, um, it there is, so there's like light platforming, um. Uh, that's mostly based more on like timing to like right. the music. Um, you do as the game get progresses, you get more like abilities that you can use in those levels, but they're mainly like keys to doors rather than um, anything like you would find in like Metroid or anything that are like skills that you have to do to to cross treacherous terrain um and then so there's the light platforming and then the combat sequences um which are all based on um you know the timing to the music yeah um but they 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 really get like they squeeze every bit of game out of those those like two things. Um, and it, the the world is just super fun to move through, um, and the combat is really really a joy to do. And I, I I'm not even I, I don't think I'm even that good at it. Um, I'm not like a big character action game, and it's hard for me to in my mind juggle the different combos that I have to do. Because if you want to get the high scores you can't like keep repeating the same combos and there's just times right. that I can't like I can't I don't remember all the things that I have in my arsenal um 
And as the game goes, it, it gets pretty strict about your scoring and and its grading system. Um, but even that, it doesn't it doesn't really have any. It doesn't affect the actual game. I'm I'm really excited to see what some of the uh, combos I get later on do because now I'm starting to see um, more. Because like I said, I'm only on chapter two out of twelve. Um, I'm really starting to see like they're adding. They've added a grapple hook that will mm-hmm. get me to guys faster. Yeah, and um, I I'm really enjoying. Uh, having to use the different combos because like uh you are the you said that you're not used to playing these types of games whereas i thrive uh Mm -hmm. when i am being graded on combat and different (laughs) combos and stuff um so it is kind of like this insane joy to me to have to memorize different beat combos and whether or not it's in the air or not and how to get people into the air and um, giving me the opportunity to um, unlock sort of that devil may cry side of my brain. Yeah. Um, I've learned that there's two people in the world really Uh, like, cause uh, old, you know, best friend, friend of the show, Chris uh, saw this game and thought it was really neat and then noticed the grading counter in the corner and was like, I'm probably not going to play this because he doesn't like being graded in combat situations. He doesn't like being told he's bad at video games. But I don't think it's I don't think he's about bad being at bad at I don't, well, well, the, I, don't, I don't think it's even the... I don't even think it's being told you're bad because the game isn't telling you you're bad with the grade. It's just telling you you're uncreative. In the combat. Which is almost uh, worse. Yeah, I was about to, like, I never thought of it at, about it that way before in my years of playing these kinds of games. That's harsh. That's that worse. That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. Because the when it comes up and you have the, the grading system, it works. It's like your overall score and then your timing, like uh, hitting things on beats. And then, uh, what's the third one? Um. Gosh, I can't remember. There's three criteria that they give you. Oh, and the uh, like the speed with which you complete the encounters. And there was tons of times I was I, getting A's and S's in those second two categories, but I, I hate was just being like I cannot on time. I cannot rack things. up enough score. Yeah. Because I just I default to doing like the same combos that, that my brain can remember to do. Man. It's really quite I, insulting. I love it. I I thrive in those situations. The quick question: Since I haven't I haven't gotten to play this game or at all yet, the, this is, is a there, game that's like tailor made for you. By oh, the way. absolutely. Uh, my schedule just uh, got messed up this week, so I didn't have the chance. But is there a like a like a training room in yeah. this where you? Okay, cool. Um, and the game like, it does it does a really good job of. Feeding you different concepts like step by step, and g- giving you time to get used to those concepts. Um, like it'll introduce them, give you like a a training session to figure to to play around with them, and then we'll put you in a battle that's like designed to have you only do those. 
Um, nice. And so it, 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 I think every time it introduces something new, it's, uh, it's, it's very good at, um, giving you time to acclimate to it. Uh, and if you're worried about like the on, like the on beat stuff, um, I mean, again, it doesn't, it doesn't matter too much if you're not worried about scores. Um, but also, like, I played on the hard difficulty just because um, I wanted some, like, like, I, I didn't want the super lenient, like, I, I wanted to actually have to hit stuff on the beat to, um, and it seems like that's the one that is kind of like, like, the, the normal difficulty, um, from what the description sounded like, it was that... Um, if you play on beat, it's it's like a bonus rather than you needing to do it to get through encounters. Yeah. Um, and so I played on hard, and there's some legitimately like difficult fights if you can't like consistently um land attacks on beat. Um, yeah, in, feel that in, pulse in hard mode. Um, yeah. Did you keep the beat counter on at the bottom when you were playing no. Sith? Okay, I, I so I do. It's too much. It's like there's just it's too large of a thing. Like I, I, I can see how it would be useful, but it was just it's it's so it takes up a, a very large like a lot of uh a lot of space on the screen. Um You you and Nately are more uh, I can keep a rhythm, but you have a more natural ability to yeah, understand yeah. rhythm than I do. Yeah. So the was, bar at the bottom, yeah, it was easier for me to feel it. Although there, I mean, there are some tracks where where it does change it up, and it's like, what? Wait a minute, what's that? And you got to sort of reorient yourself. Yeah. Um, I am really excited to see some of the licensed stuff in this game. Um, I already had the. Nine Inch Nails song. So there, that's that's maybe my one one thing I wish there was more of. That like there's not as many licensed tracks as I think that they build it as in like the initial trailer. Do um, you specifically wish that they included Black Betty into this game? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, of I course. mean, it just it feels like a bit of a missed opportunity. <laughs> Although at that tempo, the game would be absolutely insane. Although, uh, not really. Um, it could be doable. Yeah, 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 we would find a way. Yeah, I'm thinking of like that. That song. The, I don't think the tempo of that song is not bad, but like the the manic energy of that song, I think would would make you a lot more stressed in in fights than you would need to be otherwise. You're not it's wrong. It's so good. It's so good, everybody. Like this is <laughs> an absolute certification for me. Um and there's so much they do so much to like assist you if you have if you have issues like playing on rhythm. Um that is just it, it it's it's I feel like it's super accessible to anyone. Um 
They even make jo- they even make a joke at one point how the game is E for everyone. There there are there are these meta moments, um, but where the like characters call attention to that they're in a video game, um, but like they 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 hit it right the the perfect amount of those to where it doesn't become cringe. One of my favorite moments actually was after the end of the game when you. When you um, if you boot the game back up, there you can't actually like go back and replay stages until you've completed the whole game. Mm. Um, and and so it's really like satisfying when you're able to because you've um, there's stuff in like the first half of the game before you have have like unlocked all of the party members. Like there are basically doors that you just can't get through. Um, there's party okay that's well i mean i don't don't really know what other way to describe it um i I sort of assume that because of the combo buying screen you could it looks like you could select other people yeah uh Um, so, so you get to like swap between them no um okay so they each have each there there are three um helper characters that you meet who join who like join your group who are working to take down this insidious maybe organization um which is again another thing i like like it's a classic setup of oh these people like there's an evil mega corporation who's trying to destroy the world uh, and there are multiple, like, as you progress through this game, you're like, what? You, the player, are often find yourself thinking, are these people, like, evil or are they just, like, kind of all stupid? Um, <laughs> and yeah. so, so that, that part is, is, was refreshing to me that, um, but yeah, there's, like, three people you get and each have their own, like, little ability that they can hop in. Um, but you can you can just cycle you you cycle through them with like using the left trigger, um, and so you can call them in whenever. Interesting. And they all have they they all each have their like have a specific way that they can attack enemies too. Oh. And there are like combo attacks you can do with them. It's great. I mean, it's great when you remember them, for sure. I need to I I am this game is prioritized on my Xbox over Dead Space right now. Um I probably need to be playing them offset so that I can come down off of playing Dead Space by playing this. But <laughs> this is definitely like the perfect wind down game from that, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think it's like the polar opposite of Dead Space in almost every way. Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, also great I, villains in this game. I do wish like the main big bad had been as is like featured a bit more in it. Um, like he doesn't keep popping up quite like Handsome Jack does. Um, also, who was who was just, I was looking up the other day who his voice actor was. Um, he looks like uh, Handsome Jack. Yeah, he does. He does a bit look like Handsome Jack, um, but it's the guy who does the uh, 
um, Sonic. What is his name? Uh, Yuji Naka? No. <laughs> uh, the voice actor. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I can't uh, remember. Oh, my God. Roger Craig Smith. Roger Craig Smith. <laughs> I thought you yes, were thinking. Who is also Chris was... Redfield. Sonic for the movie, and I was like, "No, Ben, ben Schwartz, <laughs> Ben Schwartz." I would have picked his great. voice out. That would that would make it a very different game, but also would work just as well. I mean, I wouldn't complain. Heck, no. Um, yeah, I love this game. I am ready to play more of it. Um, I am excited to see the other songs that are in it and um, you're definitely going to hear about it for a couple more weeks. Uh, and honestly, you just play it. It's good. It's on game pass. It's not yeah. long. Oh, and when you start, you'll want to keep playing it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a game. I don't want to stop playing when I am, but I, you know, have to hit stopping points cause yeah. Yeah. Life, life gets in the way. Yeah. Um, uh, Forrest, what have you played? I've played barely nothing. I played one All chapter right. of Fire Emblem, unfortunately. Good deal. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It happens. Uh, I have done a lot of research into Signalis's inspirations, though, and like literary inspirations. Um, it's not entirely video game related, but it is just um, it's just cool. Uh, like. It, you know, if you really like a game, maybe maybe look into other like inspirations of it that are beyond just video games. You know, sometimes you'll find something very cool, new and fun to obsess over for the next like three months. And you it's know, fun. I, I don't know. And, <laughs> uh, then you become uh, discourse filled and you, you, no. you, you might just become addicted to finding things out and wanting to argue about them mm. okay true but full internet not how rot. i intended but i do see that full internet brain rot yeah um but yeah i'm glad i'm glad signalis is on my list absolutely uh, uh yeah i playing that game i didn't realize how much like silent hill actually like <laughs> had its claws into that game in like a million different ways uh, but also a little bit of evangelion too so you know it, it's yeah. cool <laughs> yeah fun need, times in, everything i've heard has made me want to play that game yeah i can't recommend it enough man but this will also be the last time i'll talk about it all right <laughs> that's okay um seth i forgot to ask you did you play anything else besides um you know uh, you know, I booted up Madden at one point and then quickly uh, turned it <laughs> off. I forgot that you got that. Uh, but yes, I would also like to shout out uh, the return of Pocket Car Jockey on Apple Arcade. It is a beautiful game. I love it. I'm so glad it's back. <laughs> I'm glad for you, my man. Yes, it's great. There's, there's music no in that, out there's, there. There's some music in that game that's just absolutely wild. It's like, what, what are you doing here, Game Freak? Like, this is this is a bop, but it's this. Some of this music is bizarre. 
also yeah your your the the your player like dies within the first two minutes of the game and is revived by an angel uh who looks like um <laughs> a horse trainer that he just met and tells him that if he doesn't achieve his dream of becoming a great jockey then he will go to heck Good to know. Yep. So those are the stakes. I forgot wow. about that part of the game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I for- forgot that you die immediately and are revived and given the power to play solitaire as instead of riding horses. And that you have to do this or you'll go to heck. Specifically, like they say heck in the game. I mean, at least that's nicer than... The other version, I guess, in a way, maybe. But it's it's super fun. If you have Apple Arcade or access to the free trial, play it. It's worth your time. And the Solitaire. Everyone loves Solitaire, I think. I wish it was on Switch. I do. I think that I saw something. That, so it, all of the... There's like this pipeline of Apple Arcade games that release on Switch, so I wouldn't be surprised if it, you know, if a bunch of people play it, that they'll release it back on Nintendo platforms. And it is a Game Freak game, so I wouldn't be surprised if that is in the pipeline, even at the next Direct, maybe. Yeah, who knows when that will be. Maybe soon. People online are posting about it again, so. They're always doing that. I know. You never know. But all right. With that, uh, we will take a break and be back with the news. Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at at Suplex the Sticks. Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. And while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. And we're back. All right, let's talk about some of this news. Uh, Forrest. Yes, sir. You played Resident Evil 4? No. I found this on the web. Nope. <laughs> You you've never played Thanks, Resident Evil Four? Nope. Uh, it's the only one that I haven't played even a slight bit of. <coughs> I, what about okay. Code Veronica? I had played a little bit of Code Veronica back what in the day. What about Resident Evil Zero? I have that. I played it for about two hours. It was like this game is not for me. I didn't like the way you had to switch back and forth. Oh. Uh, inventory was a mess. I played that game on my GameCube back in the day. Yeah. Um, so Resident Evil 4 remake news came out the other day on IGN. Um, they're taking out quick time events and adding in side quests. So that'll be fun. I'd mm. love to hear it. Uh, the one thing that was interesting that I saw is that knives will have durability and will break and you can carry multiple of them. That's fine. Why? I, I it's just another item consumable at this point. Like, I sure. don't know. Like, it, it to me, that just feels like it makes it more in line with the other weapons now, you know? It won't be infinite. 
And that's okay. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, it's kind of a Resident Evil staple to have a knife and not have it be something. Like, when you're out of ammo, the knife is there. Yeah. Um, Running is always an option. Right. Yeah. Um, and I guess in the original game, Ashley used to have a health bar. And in this game, she will go down and need to be revived, but she's not going to have a health bar. That just means the health bar is invisible. Yeah. Which essentially means it's still annoying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if she dies, then you die. Yeah. So you got to protect the president's daughter. This is the one instance in which I really hoped that this game would have learned from The Last of Us. And how, like, when you're in, like, one, when you play as Joel, Ellie is, it almost has no bearing on gameplay, really, you know? He's invincible. Yeah. Invincible and more stealthy than you. I don't think that's a great thing. But I yes I agree. I, yeah, I, like it's a, it's a concept that I would have liked, so I wouldn't have to deal with the stuff with Ashley in this game. But at the same time, I will absolutely concede that there's probably no good way to implement that and make it good within the confines of Resident Evil Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think there should have been some stakes with Ellie at times, but it's fine. Uh, our, we'll talk about Last of Us in like a week or two when we talk about the TV show's halfway point, and then we'll talk at the end of the season. Because um, really covering it week by week is not necessary. Um, it's it's really not as important as the Borderlands casting news that we covered week by week. Right. But truly, you know. still would if there was more news. Right. I did. Never mind. I saw some crazy <laughs> news tidbit that they like during reshoots had to switch directors or something. But what? Yeah, there was some crazy rumor slash drama or whatever. Now Cliffy uh, B is directing it himself. Oh Jesus! Uh, while we're gonna keep talking, I'm gonna look at. Um, yes, the Eli Roth handed over the reins. On Borderlands to Tim Miller, who is going to head the reshoots. Okay. Uh, Tim Miller, who f- directed Deadpool. Yeah. Hmm. So. Amongst. The reshoots you know, that are happening for two weeks um, are being helmed by him. So. All right. Um, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Another five years. Okay, never mind. Let's, well, I don't think this is true. Apparently, Craig Mazin wrote the Borderlands movie. Who? Uh, The guy that did Chernobyl. What? Slash The Last of Us TV show. I need to look up if that's true. Don't, we'll keep. We'll keep talking about news. Is it on Wikipedia? Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. Wow. Wild. Eli Roth. (laughs) What is this movie going to be? I don't know. (laughs) I've 
I know we say that every time, I mean, but <laughs> but he, like especially the vibe of Chernobyl, which is a fantastic TV show, and really Last of Us, which so far has been a fantastic TV show, and they got him for Borderlands. Whatever is going to be weird. I mean, um, the man the man knows his apocalyptic uh, spaces. Correct. You're not wrong. Uh, you're right. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor got delayed six weeks into April twenty on to April twenty eighth. I'm okay, which with is that. like days before Redfall. Yeah, oh, um, it is crap. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm now no longer okay with it. Five days before Deadfall. Gosh, Redfall. Darn it. Uh, we could beat it in that time. Yeah. <laughs> if we, we just maybe. called out <laughs> from work, had no other social obligations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is a game that I'm severely looking forward to. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, and Redfall is going to uh, occupy a different space in my brain because that's going to be when friends want to play. So it's fine. I'm never going to play Redfall by myself because it is a co-op game at the end of the day. It's intended to be that way. It's like playing Left 4 Dead single player. Right. You just don't do it. I wouldn't know. I I barely play Left 4 Dead. It is not fun. Um, (laughs) Like, it's fine. But it's not fun. So let's see. Other news. Um, They've added... Gohan and Piccolo to Fortnite, baby. Woo-hoo! But not not Gohan Beast Mode or yeah, and it's Orange Ultimate Piccolo. Piccolo, too. Yeah. But not Orange Piccolo. Strange. So hopefully they add them in. But Here's hoping. You know. I mean, they added like four versions of Goku in there. Yeah. Uh, that he could power up through and like three or four versions of Vegeta, so... They even add like the great Saiyan version of Gohan. Oh, God bless. Nice. Um, they, well, no, they didn't. Uh, that's what oh. I'm saying. They didn't. Um, gotcha. But no. they do have the Not nice the cape, the cape version of Gohan, which I love. Didn't they? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> the white like yeah, the yeah. shoulders. The Piccolo outfit. Yeah, because <laughs> he's dressed up like his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. One of Piccolo's seldom used powers is the ability to create clothes out of nothing. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's like it's like um, how the Flashes uh, use the Speed Force to pick their costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you guys hear the Seth Rogen Donkey Kong voice? Yes. Yes. The it's, Seth Rogen voice. Yeah, just Seth Rogen. <laughs> Which is which is like I I I don't know why I was surprised. It's especially kind of par with for the how, course. Yeah, yeah, it's already been pretty much established that. But it, it was just like pretty much it was like really. <laughs> you don't even try to sound like Donkey Kong. What does Donkey Kong even sound like? Uh, well, in aside from that show he's, from he's the nineties, yeah, there's the show. But I also think of the voices that Grant Kirkhope did in Donkey Kong 64. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah, there's got to be In any case, there. all of them have been deeper or just sounded not like Seth Rogen. <laughs> um, at least, you know, I guess we get the cat suit Mario. Yeah. 
And I don't really like Pete. that. I'd rather them him get the old uh, tanuki. The tanuki suit. Yeah. Oh, he'll get that. If they're doing cat suit, they're gonna they're gonna knock out so many so. suits. They kind of occupy the same yeah. space, <clears throat> uh, gameplay and aesthetic wise. And Nintendo has been kind of pushing out the tanuki suit for a while now in favor of the cat suit. Yep. We'll see. Anything's possible. The it truly suit is. had its spotlight in Mario 3D Land, but uh, love that game. When 3D World came out, it was like, all right, it was over. Tanukis are out of here. They're not real. We're gonna get some a real animal. <laughs> Tanukis uh, are out. Cats are in. It's true. You can uh, see the headline now. Speaking of Donkey Kong, I saw right before we went on that there's a uh, apparently. Video footage now of um, what's his face, uh, using a um, not like uh, not an original Donkey Kong machine. Who's the guy? Who Billy Mitchell. Oh Billy my Mitchell, gosh, yeah. dude, that dude will sue anybody who <laughs> who implies that he did not play legitimately. Come after us, Billy Mitchell. Yeah, but yeah there's cheating piece of there's garbage. video footage that he's not using original hardware like he claims that he was. Steve Weeb wasn't innocent, but Billy Mitchell is the villain in that story. Uh, everyone should watch that documentary. It was really fun. Steve Weeb. King of Kong, a fistful of quarters. Uh, that came out, I think, when Nintendo Power was still around. Yeah, dude, it yeah. came like, out forever. I, I remember them movie. like talking old, about yeah. it in some of the issues that I had. It is old, but it is good. Um, man, uh, let's see. Um, this Mario movie is going to be the death of me. Um, <laughs> it it occupies my brain too much. Uh, I think about it a decent amount. Uh, let's talk about the 343 slash Halo interestingness. Jason Schreier tweeted that, or reported on um, what seems to be a big pivot for the Halo franchise. Again, um, I don't think Halo Infinite necessarily did what they wanted it to. Whether or not that's 343 or Microsoft's fault. Um, or just sloppy leadership. Don't really know where that is. I'm sure there will be a great book written about it at some point. Um, but, uh, Halo is moving to Unreal 5. Um, and there was over 95 layoffs, it looks like, to 343's team. And they're going to be working on the new Halo for built in Unreal 5 with certain affinity. Um, They're basically pivoting the code name Tatanka, which was going to be the Halo Battle Royale built in Unreal. Uh, They're going to pivot that into an actual game. All the single player Mm. content that was going to come out in Infinite has been canceled. And sad. Probably used in this somehow. Um but that's what's happening, I guess. Yeah, it is unfortunate. It did feel kind of like the writing was on the wall when so long went by without any like news 
like all, all big events that Microsoft was having, and continually there was nothing talked about talked about Halo Infinite. Yeah, nothing. No, which is maps. weird. Like I, I mean, I guess it's it's kind of surprising. Like it, it seems like it was successful, but maybe it wasn't. Yeah, uh, I will. I will say, hard, like, how do you like tell something like that when it was released on Game Pass? Yeah, I will say three four three themselves like have been giving out pretty consistent updates on the status of like what season three is going to look like um, in a few months. But like, but, that doesn't like that doesn't have anything to ah not what i mean but um like they have been pretty much again radio silent about any campaign stuff like things are probably going to change a lot in infinite after season three drops and i don't know what that's gonna look like well, it's at probably dropped now they're probably not gonna bother with too much else uh most of it's are like a lot of it is already done like right, it's just like, and it's like a month and a half, two months away. But what we're talking about is cosmetics. They're not going to be releasing new maps. The, they are like new maps were, have been shown. A new weapon has been shown. New gameplay like mechanics have been shown. Yeah, I imagine they will continue to have like a live team who will add, you know, like drips of of new content, uh, like outside of just cosmetic stuff. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. It's it is stuff like you, you wonder what what they were working on, like how much of that team was dedicated to making single player stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely it definitely sucks. Um, and it does seem like I don't know the whole the whole situation with like three four three's history with making Halo. It's just kind of been fraught with um, them having to deal with weird um, situations and expectations for this game and um, trying to change it in, in the midst of a changing like first-person shooter landscape. Um, it's definitely been a tumultuous, like, since... Uh, since Halo 4, everything has been kind of like, yeah. uh, what's happening here? Yeah. Yeah. I... It's it's very much a bummer. Because I was very interested to see how they took the story mode and built upon it and saw how they could build upon it. And uh, we'll never see that Yep, come to fruition. Um, until at the, the end of the one. day, <clears throat> Halo right, but, uh, Infinite. I don't think they'll ever do this an, time. I don't think they'll do an open world again. I I think that people pushed so hard against that, even though it was really fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that'll happen again. Yeah, it's probably you, a fair bit. Um. As much as I would want it. Uh, and I think that the story mode was fantastic and great. But people hated it. Or just didn't like it. And f- said it didn't feel like Halo to them. Which, I don't understand that. It felt like Halo. Um, but Seth, uh, 
Tell us about the other studio weirdness that we heard of today. Oh, this is so sad. Um, again, it was a, I, I guess it was initially a Bloomberg report that EA, I don't know if it's like EA generally or specifically Respawn, uh, you know, who, who knows where these decisions come down, uh, but they quietly canceled the single player uh, Titanfall project that they were working on, which was either titled or was going or was just codename was going to be co- titled Titanfall Legends, um, which is sad. And this this is kind of comes like a day after uh, the EA like announcing that they were ceasing development on Apex Mobile and Battlefield Mobile. Um, yeah, definitely a, a huge bummer. It was also a weird thing about it. Everyone was like, all the reports were that that this secret Titanfall project had been canceled. When I thought like it was made clear that they were working on something in the Titanfall universe that was not Apex. I don't know, but it's definitely a bummer, and it's it's one of the things that has been axed in, um. EA cuts across their studios. Which, uh, yeah, a bummer, for sure. It's especially a bummer when I just really want something from that universe. Uh, yes. I really you, want... You and everyone. <laughs> uh, as a... Um, how do I put this the right way as a titanfall stan i was a believer day one i bought the like collector's edition of titanfall one um you know i've been a firm supporter of that franchise and then um i played titanfall 2 a lot and still think that is maybe the best first person shooter campaign that's ever been released um that's so good <laughs> and then uh and the multiplayer super fun yeah yep. and uh apex is good i uh, it's not fun when you're not playing with this full squad to be honest anymore but uh it's still good. so my i'm honestly so this is what i the idea I created in my head because the project was called titanfall legends it leads me to believe that this would probably be like about Titanfall characters, but sort of built w- on top of like the Apex Legends framework. Uh, which, if I think about it in that way, it makes it like I'm a little less sad about it because like Apex is fun, it feels good to play, but it isn't Titanfall, and and I don't know that I it it. If it had the Titanfall name and didn't play like Titanfall did, and instead played like Apex, I don't know that it would be as satisfying for me. Yeah. Um, but again, this is just an idea I've created in my head based off of two words that were put together. Because since we have no actual information about the what the project itself was. Here's my other thing 
um, that at the end of the day, like, what's I can't confidently say that a Titanfall three would do well. No, because Titanfalls one and two didn't do well. But I so like I can't blame. One wasn't that great. Titanfall yeah. one was rough. Yeah, but Titanfall two but, was great and also and still it was great, well. but it didn't have it didn't do as well as it. But it's also weird, like in the age deserved of, or needed to in the age of Game Pass. Like how much? Uh, it feels like expectations for Microsoft projects are a lot different. But I also don't know like how the monetary stuff works with those things. Yeah, uh, but it does feel like that is a big reason like that Titan what Titanfall 2 like the how it failed in the market does seem like it is still a reason why a sequel will never happen even though like it doesn't it feels like it would be less of an issue if for a game that would go straight on to game pass anyway well I guess yeah. it wouldn't no I'm thinking of a Titan like a I guess it wouldn't since EA doesn't put all of their games on there I mean, they put on EA Play. Yeah, I think it would, like, if it right. ever did Which happen, is, it would end know. up on EA Play eventually, probably maybe within, like, six months of release. Yeah. Um, maybe a year at the most. But, yeah, like, Titanfall 2 reviewed wonderfully. It's a critical darling. The people who played that game love that game. It's just... I guess to EA, like we know those numbers, like Titanfall two did not have yeah. a, as large of a player base as even EA's other glory first person shooter franchise. Even when battlefield was struggling at its worst, it was probably still raking in such larger numbers than Titanfall ever did. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And especially now that, Battlefield is back to being bad. <laughs> um, it's time for a Titanfall to be good. Yeah, I mean, like, and with the way that EA has kind of put Respawn at the top of everything they do, or at least what's his name from Respawn? Vince, Vince Sampilla. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's, it's, it is sad. It's I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to envision there ever being a time where a Titanfall 3 proper will happen which is a bummer yeah what? so you just oh. you have to hope for like these little things that Respawn is doing in the Titanfall world to maybe build momentum and then this whatever this thing was gets cancelled even if Truly they just a did sad a sad day if they just did a multiplayer game <laughs> Again, uh, uh, like Titanfall one. That's that's what I want. It's just more multiplayer. I want the but story. I, I just too, don't think but... people would play it because of Apex. Right, I guess they fit two different. They do. Uh, they serve two different masters, uh, but. Yeah, I get it. Um, I really wonder if how much of a moneymaker Apex is right now. Um, I haven't looked at anything lately. That's that's something I'll probably not 
I'm not going to stress about right now. But like <clears throat> everything in there is so expensive anyway. It probably does net them a lot of money regardless yeah. if anyone gets. It's a cash cow for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I bought Gohan and Piccolo for $30 and had V-Bucks left over. When in Apex, I would have probably bought $30 worth of <laughs> grab bag boxes and hoped to get the skin I wanted. Or you could have bought one skin for the, or I could for have the bought $30. One skin that, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Their, their skin... The that I almost said skin economy and that is gross. <laughs> but the their economy for cosmetics is not uh ideal. Um But they make buku bucks off of it. Truly. Yeah. Um was there any other news out there that you guys saw that uh interested you or no? Nintendo has uh, out of nowhere brought back their voucher program in the US. I guess it continued running. I saw uh, in other that regions. they posted a video about that tonight, but I haven't gotten to actually taken a look at it yet. I So it's basically you if you're if you're a Switch Online subscriber, you can pay a hundred bucks and you get two game vouchers basically. Uh, so you save like collectively, you, you would save like twenty bucks, like twenty dollars of two games. Yeah, it was it's, huh. it's it was. I remember when they. I remember them first announcing it, and it, and it was sort of weird sounding. And they didn't do a great job of explaining it, and I guess they must have. It no one must have bought them in the U.S. because they canceled it, but kept it going in other regions. But now it's back, and you can use it on the. There's a bunch of games like current new releases that are eligible for them nice so if there's like two cool. games that you were going to buy digitally uh and maybe consider list, doing the voucher yeah save 20 bucks you'll get five dollars worth of gold coins <laughs> wow the um other bit of news i forgot to throw in here was that Sony definitely teased some sort of Uncharted game. I uh, saw a screenshot from that. Yeah, in their like one of their latest adverts. Yeah, there's definitely um, a woman holding a torch in a cave and then brushing off uh, an- antiques, like blowing dust off of relics and stuff, and. But wait, um, didn't I thought <clears throat> what's his face? Your favorite guy <laughs> said the other uh, day Neil? That, Yeah, that Neil said the other day that they were done with Uncharted. There's but many they, other studios PlayStation has. Uh, yeah. That's true. That that's I'm true. sure they could just make Cassie Drake uh charted. We'll we'll call those charted. <laughs> or uh I don't know. Why does everything have to be uncharted? Why can't yeah. things just be charted? Yeah. Recharted. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know about that's, that one, Chief. That's too close that to be to something rough, else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, I I mean, I like as I've always said, um, <laughs> I like the Uncharted games. Uh, the moment I have to shoot a gun in them, I would rather do anything else. But the traversal and exploration is super fun. Mm. Um, I watched the Uncharted movie the other day. I didn't review it on the show. That movie's so mid. <laughs> it is a movie where a lot of things happen. Yep. yep. It's definitely a movie. It's fun enough. It's fun. But it, you know. Yeah. I, I felt like I wasted my money with that movie, <laughs> to be honest. It's on it's Netflix. I didn't waste any money. Yeah. It's definitely like riding a lot on Tom Holland's charisma. Absolutely. Yeah. He has a lot of and it. I, so he's and he, so he's fun to watch. I don't necessarily think he was using a lot of it in the movie though. That's the problem. Yeah. It was riding on him using it. And and, they, and he didn't. He put effort in. I I don't know how much though. Uh he didn't put Spider-Man effort into it. No. Uh um, I mean to be fair, if you were in the same situation, right. Look, we would Nathan all choose Drake Spider-Man. Is no He's no Peter Parker. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely no Indiana Jones. I did like the set piece with the boats flying through the air, though. Like, I thought that was a cool that was like silly. ending act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marianne did ask me if the games were as silly as some of the set pieces in the... And I was like, yeah, actually, yeah. It, it is. Sometimes they're um, even sillier. Right. Um... That movie also a lot of people just betray each other. A lot of betraying. Yeah. Yep. A lot of lot of quick cut betraying. <laughs> no one trusts each other. Yeah, it's cutthroat. Um, it's the world of treasure but, hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning that in the National Treasure TV show I'm watching. <laughs> uh, but we don't have to talk about that. Make a National Treasure video game. I'd play that. Mm. Uh, seriously. Um. I mean, but it'll yeah, just be uncharted with more puzzles, I guess. Yeah, but it'd be less puzzles based on words. Yeah, and Nicolas Cage and looking which would at make the lining better. of a dollar bill, <laughs> climbing Mount Mount Rushmore. God bless. Uh, going to find a secret engraving inside the Liberty Bell or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Um, that sounds more fun than shooting an Uncharted. Um, <laughs> but all right, with that, we appreciate you listening every week, and we will talk at you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Happy belated Final Fantasy Seven Day. Bye. The Liberty Bell has, fits inside the Hoover Dam to open it up. And when it drains, there's a, a secret civilization that has been covered up by the government.